Oh, hello there. Didn't hear you come in. Allow me to tell still because your foot done heavy, but anyway, pull up a chair and forward. Culture wise squad they are reason as per usual. Key was just telling us about our week. Key, you want to tell the people them who are gone? Thanks, KV. You know, I had a good week still. Um, I spent it applying to some jobs, trying to move my life forward a little bit. People them give her a work. Yeah, I'm ready. I can write and I can read and then sing there. Yeah, I can read and write. That amazes me. Yeah. <laughs> I can, yeah. I'm here. And she look good. Put her front. You can put me at the front desk. No jokes though. She is a creative genius. Okay. So if you have a, a, a job for her that's creative planning, creative <laughs> development, artist development, mm-hmm. anything, there's my resume. She's Thank insane. you. <laughs> anyway, thanks for the intro, Romy K. How no, are you doing this week? I, this is what I do. I'm good, fam. I'm I'm super pumped. I really love the outpouring of support that we've been getting for the oh podcast. Oh my gosh, like, it's been amazing. Every, exactly, like every single week, just seeing how you know people fuck with the pod and and they really appreciate what we're doing. It, we're just it, there it, it just makes chat. me energized to come and talk to you guys every every week. Yeah, it is nice. I do enjoy this every week. How you stay, KB? I'm good. I'm I'm finally on leave. You know, big up Keisha. <laughs> she signed the paper there. <laughs> Anyway, she did big up Keisha. Keisha. Anyway, she did big up Keisha. But anyway, this week they have talked about neo dancehall in contrast to neo reggae. Why exactly, as an export, as a product, why does neo reggae work globally? Why is it popping off and neo dancehall is still stuck within the borders of Jamaica? What do you think, Romiki? Personally, I think it's a lot of things. First and foremost, reggae has been around for a much longer time, and I think that lifespan has given it enough time to accrue data points that people externally can justify and say, all right, this is a, a, a lucrative genre. This is a marketable genre. Because, you know, like a part of the music is how well it, it pro- proliferates and the size of the audience, you know what I'm saying? And so reggae has has been around for a much longer time and it has connected with more people, whereas dancehall is, is younger and, and to me is still in, in its nascent phases. Coming off of that, reggae is more, it's more centered on positivity where I feel like dancehall kind of revolves around a central theme of like, I live in the, the garrison and, and violence is kind of the only way out from, or the only way of escape that I have coming out of my circumstances. And, you know, last week I was saying like, that's not necessarily relatable to a lot of people. And so the, the size of your marketer, the size of your audience kind of decreases then. Bro, if you meant, I think Key also said last week that when she's listening to passionate dancehall, as we as we say, she doesn't necessarily relate to the music, but she feels it. Like there's a visceral reaction to the music itself that evokes something. So I, I'm not even sure if you need to be able to relate to the music anymore. So the feeling that I kind of get when I was into dancehall is a lot of the things that we're talking about, like the high impact, the high energy, you feel it vibrating in your body like if we're describing it as a call to action like it feel like you it make you want to get up and like do something about your struggles but the feeling from reggae is a more like it's definitely a a lower vibe we're talking about we're talking about bass and we're talking about the different sounds but mm-hmm. something about reggae the frequency brings you lower Maybe it's like the combination of the weed and them thing there and it really just focus on feeling good and feeling happy and feeling outside of the situation. Maybe dance are like mm-hmm. amplifies the, the, the situation more since it since it is trying to get you to do something about it. And we said that reggae was about meditating and reflecting on the things. Coming off of that, you heard you're saying like the feeling that the music kind of brings out of people. 
it kind of brings back a memory that I have of going to Chronix's concert in, yeah. in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And that experience was life-changing for me. It, it was just, you know, first off, first and foremost, seeing Chronix perform amazing. live. You know, he's an amazing performer. Brilliant. And the, the atmosphere where you have the live band and you have the people in the crowd rocking yes. along the same energy mm-hmm. level. Reggae, to me, seems more of a performance-type art. Dancehall, mind you, is, is, is I think is a performance art as well. But reggae just seems like a more solid experience, a more cohesive mm. experience. I feel that, though, yeah. that's that universality of it, like where it's pulling mm-hmm. us all into this moment. And the it, we can all kind of feel the same feeling from the songs. Like dancehall, I think the the feelings are more complex. Like, am I angry? Am I empowered? Am mm-hmm. I am I horny? Like, what is it? <laughs> That's the thing about what you said. Reggae feels like more escapism. Yeah. It feels like you you're you're trying to get away from your problems. Like you, you're voicing them, but at the same time, you're not really doing anything about them. You just sing about them, and then you vent, and you feel like better. You go back to your shitty job and whatever, whatever. But dancehall feel more like you're living in your truth. Like you said a while ago, you're, amplifi- you're amplifying how you feel and what you're feeling and what you're doing. And re- mm-hmm. re- so dancehall feels more like you're living in your truth and you're bringing it to the masses. You're, you're shouting, like you're, you're showing everybody, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm trying to get out of. But at the same time though, KB, a lot of people don't want to do that. A lot of people want mm-hmm. to escape from exactly. their problems. A lot of people, and, and that's why, you know, people use things like drugs, mm-hmm. for example. They want a way to step outside of themselves and not have to feel what they've been feeling every single day. It's surprising to me that most people don't necessarily relate well to, to dancehall, right? Because I feel like for me, I'm more attracted to that visceral type feeling, that that more aggressive type. And uh, of course, I'm a mm-hmm. man. But like, it, it just gives me a sense like, I want to change the world. Dancehall makes you feel like you have to change the world and whatever. But maybe to people who gravitate or gravitate to reggae more or get more passion from reggae maybe they recognize that first they need to deal with themselves like you can't go out Mm. into the world trying to shout down thing and tear up institutions if you don't first have a reckoning with yourself like just processing these feelings i I think dancehall is very like you said visceral it's like irrational are you saying my emotions aren't valid i'm just saying you know, process the boy a weekend. <laughs> Just because I have feelings? No, your I'm feelings are your feelings are fans. valid, honey. You can cry around me. I won't call you I won't call you derogatory. Hold on, we terms. never said that we never said that part, you know. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> She go make a wash our jazz. And what's wrong with that? And what's wrong with that? Bad, I feel bad. You must love it, woman. Oh and that's what reggae sing about. She can wash her own no jazz. She can wash her own jazz. How come in re- how come in dancehall you can't you can't love up on a woman's soul? No girl can't sleep from her head, and you can't wash no woman jazz. But in you can't do that in a reggae neither. <laughs> but they don't even bring it up. They just sing about you know my queen, I'm an empress, I'm a good lover, and you know them still a sing about boom on the body. Them just use very poetic. <laughs> words is the same thing they matter about them but they're not believing that they sit down in a face and maybe that's what maybe that's why it's better 
I don't I don't know that them burning out certain things. All mere about her love and mm. good vibes. Well, see, that's the mm. point that KB is making. Dancehall artists are more so living in their truth. Mm-hmm. They're unapologetic yeah. about what is it that they stand for. And that to a lot of people, that is, is foreign to a lot of people, right? Because people like to tell lies to themselves and say, oh, you know, mm-hmm. my reality is not this or my reality is not that. And I was thinking that it's really a, a problem for the general public with regards to how them handle them issues. Like, Facts. there's nothing we can really do through the music. We can't tell them you need to face yourself. They have to figure that out themselves. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's nothing we can do about that through these discussions or really, that's just how it is. Unfortunately, we don't have any impact in that regard. Mm-hmm. You know, to be honest, fam, I feel like it comes down to vibes. Reggae, it's it's all about, well, I wouldn't say all because, you know, it's, it's not a monolith, but it's positive energy. It's love it's joy it's we're, we're trying to we're trying to get to a point where we feel content we're we're social beings and we want to connect with each other and we want to connect on the basis of love on the basis of peace on the basis of contentment and that's why i feel like the music brings more people together whereas dancehall it's more isolating it's more like and everyone for themselves on you the know, violence of it all yeah so two other things coming out i'm hearing are the fact that reggae generally has more universal themes than dancehall the other thing is that it seems like reggae as a genre is inherently more commercially acceptable than dancehall can be just inherently just because of what what them singing about what them singing about the simplistic beats that they're on um just the general like you said mm, just the vibe like is Mm -hmm. exactly and yo when you actually go to a reggae concert with genuine it is an ethereal experience like when you're when you're fresh and you're with your friends and the, the speaker them are boom and like it's, it's a next level kind of feeling so our artists right now aren't getting an opportunity to develop their stage That's presence and their performances that has been an issue with a lot of people in the industry dance a lot of dancer artists can't necessarily perform at the level where i feel like i'd want to spend my money to come see yeah. because when you come on stage and you're singing like 15 seconds of a song and then say pull up what kind of experience is that the combination of the live music the stage setup the interacting with the crowd, Fox. the music itself, it is like a more full, well-rounded experience. Like I feel like I went to I went to a to a concert and I experienced the concert. And then you go to something like some some festivals, some fest is probably the only place that I've gotten to see dance art artists because my mother did want me to stay very, very uptown and so <laughs> you got some you got some oh, I went, well i went to sting sting was pretty but good. like what you're saying you play songs on a on a track already Fox. lost me it's not as good like do, when when the artists are warm up the band is warming up and you, you start getting excited the, the dj just come in and <laughs> it, it depends though because i've been to concerts with hip-hop artists and they have an amazing amount of stage presence the thing with them now is that they are america is a production century right. country so they when i watch like a drake concert or a travis scott fire. concert yeah it's like it's not so much focus on the music itself you know is well, okay so maybe maybe that's what we need to do then spend more money on the, the excitement so that we can re- create the experience that we can't otherwise create without the live band that to me is also a part of why reggae is, is more marketable because there is a central theme or a central focal point when i'm creating or developing um a song or i'm developing a project that you can 
integrate into the whole concert experience or into your whole rollout mm-hmm. and i think that i see more reggae artists doing that rather than like dancer artists case in point protege's new album in search of last time the rollout bro, was phenomenal bro trust me when i say like you can see that every single decision he made in regards to that album went toward the evolution of the idea and the concept that he has had yes mm-hmm. and it comes back to, to, to the point we had last week about when you just make hits hits hit and it just put out song it's hard singles culture it's it's hard to find a central theme in your music and they're not Mm -hmm. building albums to do the kind of building up of of products and and completing an entire package of music to give to people you just have singles and they're disjointed they're kind of all over the place instead of like putting effort into a piece of work into a piece of art like these are the visuals this is my idea like Protégé has been doing this time motif for all these years and it's it's been amazing and you can you can see him growing and see how time has affected his music and him as a person and the people around him but Mm -hmm. I can't even think of a dancehall album. Well, well, let's say that Vibes Cartel has had scratch the tape yeah because I (laughs) had Trilogy the physical CD so scratch the tape scratch the I'm tape I'm trying to say from he, I think he <laughs> Vibes Cartel has been one of the artists that have evolved his sound over time and continues to stay relevant mm-hmm. Popcorn to me is also showcasing Popcorn is amazing he's also showcasing that Yo, Massacre is another Massacre one. as he's well de- he's coming up people are waiting for him to bust and he's here yes he's yes. here and he used to actually drop actual bodies of work like actual EPs with a storyline straight through yeah. and I think I think so, that helps bro it helps for real the cohesion no, is it def- it's definitely missing does. it's really the body of work that I can attach the artist to like to see you progress to see mm. like i can there i can't share it with my people them like when i was going when i was away in school and i'm trying to introduce my friend them to songs you really have to like hmm what can i what can i make them listen to that can kind of keep the vibe going that won't be too strange to them that they won't be caught up in what am i say Good but point. you can put on a reggae any kind of reggae music any kind of any of these new people and it, it connects people automatically assume that oh it's a language barrier it's mm-hmm. a whole different culture i'm not going to matter. i'm not going to like the music yeah but i think yeah, that's yeah, why a, sean paul sean paul works and that's why shaggy works because it, it's a type of music where i'm not even thinking about like where the song is coming from or sometimes even the artist says i just want to vibe i just want to party and, and and have fun i remember when i was in primary school prep school we were listening to like caperton and scissor like rasta and reggae music for us was like yo fire burn and blaze up the fire and rear it like so <laughs> exactly right so like it was it was it was reggae music but like it was all the vibes and energy of dancehall music same way but then we had protege and and, and them and they come on the scene i remember when i was much younger just being introduced to their music and i think the first thing i would have listened to was seventh Seventh seven year, seven year itch, and I was like, "Yo, I love the music, but this kind of feel in comparison to the music that we we're listening to before the cable and the season and all of that, it kind of felt watered down to me." And I said that at one point, and I regret saying that because I love the music now. But maybe that's what we should be trying to achieve with dance music. We need to focus on disco 
covering the poppiest version of dancehall music and export it to the world we can still produce our music the way we want it and give it to jamaicans and whoever else over so want it can get it and take it but we need to focus on figuring out what our version of pop is you know it's a it's an interesting conversation That's a very JB. Good point. and you know i always have to play the devil's advocate here <laughs> <laughs> but um one thing that i'm seeing right now is you have mainstream acts that might per se have bigger platforms than some of the dancehall artists who are making dancehall-esque music right so if, you know yeah. you had justin bieber he made a song the other um i think it was a couple years ago yeah Trying it was sorry, sorry yeah yeah and he, they said he, it was he made the song house. and they were like oh yo this is tropical house I'm like, bro, when you when you have people like that who are allowed to dictate what the culture is and are allowed to define what the culture is, you know, you, you have issues like that when you, when you start to make poppier type music. It is almost like a commodification or like a cultural repackaging of, of our sound mm, to fit a non-black exactly. audience. And hmm. to me, that is borderline cultural erasure. And so it's like the more you try to assimilate is the more leverage you give them to dictate what dancer is and how marketable mm. dancehall is. Because to me, dancehall in its purest form is a marketable genre. But to what KB is saying, it's not like we're pushing towards this one um, pop dancehall, you know. It's just that there are uh, there are other genres developing because of time and because of, of whatever other factors, the internet, um, them being younger, whatever it is. So why is there not room for pop genres to be the global sound? But we can still we can still have have our um, familiar raw, visceral, passionate, aggressive dancehall that we. You're asking great questions, but are the artists themselves asking these questions? Probably not. Probably and that's not. That's the issue. But you know where I think this comes from? I think this comes from not having the guidance and direction that they should have as artists. I don't think there's Who enough. Is the there's on? enough conversation between everybody i think we brought this up in another episode the producers not talking to the artists about the music them just you know what you what, what kind of beat you want but we're not talking about the, the direction we're not talking about the goal of the music we're not talking about who the new who the audience is so all of these things are kind of getting oh and and they're not they're also not reaching out to the audience like they they don't use social media in the same way that the more mm. that the the reggae artists be using like well except except governor governor is good with the social yes. media i just followed what? him the other day it's pretty funny it's a very good move mm -hmm. it's harder to do that when you don't have a a, a vision behind your band as an artist yeah or a strong enough personality to carry social media on your own well i mean it, it, it depends because be i feel like own, but those are good points that's true protege just it, it doesn't seem like, like he has a like a super strong personality he just it just comes across as natural and comfortable mm -hmm. and he he seems invested in wanting to get to know us as his fans or as his audience yeah man that's what i mean by when i when i say strong personality i mean they're able to relay who they are mm -hmm. through social media Got you. let me just rephrase that i never expressed it properly but yeah that's what i mean and that's an interesting point too because remember we talked about reggae being like more self-exploration maybe reggae artists have done more self-exploration to the point where they're able to communicate that maybe Maybe. you don't think so them you they ever in a mix of that like, <laughs> more so more so than rec than dancehall artists it's so but unusual. maybe they like, maybe they hear... focus on the music they 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 maybe their lives aren't together but they're artists and they say i i, I sing songs <laughs> 
So at least my, at least I can look on my life, whether it's messy or not, and tell you about it coherently in a song, in a way that you can also relate to. But that's the thing though. Remember we said earlier that they're not even necessarily living in their truth. Mm. They're only sticking to certain themes. So we're not, I don't think they're really, there's any real self-discovery Maybe from it's reggae artists. The I think they just lean. Maybe it's the reverse. Maybe the dancehall artists aren't self-discovering no because mm, they're focused on on what's going to make them money in the short term and i think that is and i'm not saying there's anything bad with oh, that no, make your money yes because you have to get your coins yes you have to, you have to get the back you see me but at, at the same time if you want if you're thinking about building a brand if you're thinking about building a legacy there has to be some conscious thought on what is the message that i want to portray to people i believe that dancehall artists that can sing and that double regularly in reggae music have a leg up on the rest of the on the others singing they're there yeah so i think that chronicler tj oh, yeah. even um even governor like the, the man them where spend time and build music that has all the same themes as reggae and has the same sound as reggae and the ones that are able to and actually make the effort to do that i think they're in a much better position going forward than the rest of dancer artists that's facts mm. i think i think i know that is missing is having the people on the business side more involved in the part in the conversation you know reggae has you have had more people invest from a labor perspective into development of the sound you only kind of saw that when um you had yellow man and shabaranks and you know sean paul people like that right so dancehall to me hasn't had the, the, the amount of time or the amount of investment that reggae has had and it's the people on the business side who are going to advise the artists and say hey like we understand what your image is this is how or this is the best marketing strategy for your image this is the best audience that you can tap into to increase your fan base mm -hmm. and then from a, from a labor perspective it, it's harder to justify the roi when when the genre struggles to move units and struggles to move album sales so that's one thing we can agree on that that reggae artists have access to that kind yes, of information yes of course because because there's much more continuity in reggae music over the decades yes. and they, there's been as you said there's much more of a machinery behind the bigger acts it's very clear that coffee has a massive massive machinery exactly. behind her very clearly so um good point solid point bro look at how this album that protege has put out look at how it performs because trust mm. me this will be his best performing album again the way that that it was rolled out he was putting out music every week for a month before and then afterwards he's putting out the visuals and the visualizers for the songs so you so you're experiencing them again in another way and just mind-blowing just the the way that you can think about repackaging the songs to to Fuck. to be content but also to give you different perspectives of the one song amazing i was just saying that level of strategy is definitely missing from dancehall music that's it absolutely but i wanted to touch on something with image before i forget um oh, we were talking about you know the name matching the sound and everything and being and images being marketable but something that we talked about was how there is like a global obsession with rastas and rasta culture and so <laughs> yo <laughs> it's true <Interject. laughs> exactly and, <laughs> and that's why it kind of this global fascination with reggae with with um rastafari rastas and rastafari and prepare the music more exactly yeah it adds to the marketability like so they basically ha they basically have a mascot exactly for the music. it's like tying into this more complete thing like i when i 
when an outsider listens to reggae music that have a person in them head. True. No, I get what you're saying because it, it's music is always easier to I guess digest when it's easily associated with something else you're right. familiar with. So it becomes a culture that that mm-hmm. other people can understand. I guess because there is no dancehall mascot, maybe they can implant themselves into different dialogue like that. And even beyond that, I think every product has a target persona that will, you know, be the, have the highest utilization. And I don't necessarily think the, the target persona for dancehall currently. I don't think I don't I don't know how well that kind of translate to the bad man gunman scamming stuff. scamming lifestyle. I mean, <laughs> did you see that? Did you see that TikTok from Davian right. with the uptown girl loving off the bad man today? That's that's the that's no. the, the style. It's 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 more like a fetishization of violence or a fetishization of ghetto mm-hmm. culture, and that's and that's as far as it goes. I was thinking about the last the last time I went to Sting. I think the Sting one of the problems with Sting in terms of funding is that they they have trouble getting sponsorship because it, Sting is one of the rawest stage shows that we have in Jamaica, right? So it's like when you go there, you're only going to really see Magnum, um, Magnum banners and and what, what's the other one, Campari. Mm. The, the Rough Rider. Rum condom, Condoms. <laughs> exactly, right? So you're, you're limited in what? Corporate sponsorship is limited. So we're already limited from that perspective of things. We don't have... Nobody wants violence attached yeah. to their brand. Huh? And that's a thing. That's another thing. With an, with an event like Sting, violence is legit always a possibility. <laughs> like you can... I remember the, the first time I went to Sting, there was literally oh, a dude. stampede. People got run over because... The culture. I don't... I don't, I don't, I don't remember what happened, but everybody got scared and started running and trying to leave. People were just running over everybody. I was like, the fuck is happening? Like, <laughs> it hired as a company to put yourself behind music that inspires that kind of, um, that kind of energy. energy, right? And it's, it's also, we talk about target audience. A show like Sting, I mean, middle class and upper class will go, but it's mostly for shits and giggles they, they're not really immersed in the yeah, culture they're in the VIP mm-hmm. them, yeah they're in, a, they're in a the vip with the with the fence with the with the little fence here it's so awkward I, I know but <laughs> it's, it's literally it's like a it's it's like a reverse internment it's camp so it's so weird. weird it's almost like being on that it's like a visual representation of watching classism. you perform exactly but anyway that there are a lot of problems like that i think that add to why dancer can bust the fuck with and if we alter the content i mean we're still going to be making the, the music that jamaicans want to hear but if we alter the content so that so that more companies can back us i feel like we'll be in a much better position like how can how can we freshen up the sound but people can still connect and say that's from jamaica that's absolutely reggae that's absolutely dancehall it don't matter who it is on it it don't matter if I'm singing patwa or whatever. That's absolutely reggae. I feel like new school reggae acts like Skip Marley. They lean more towards soul music, the lovers rap side R&B. of reggae, which is why yeah. they mesh R&B, right? So, which is why they mesh so well with the her and the Ari Lennox and the, those kind of acts. I think, I think that's probably a part of why their formula is working so well. Because they found a little pocket in an already well-established genre to reinvent our own genre within, if that makes sense. Yeah, still sticking to our our roots. Facts. Yeah, but still sticking to our yeah. Since 
since the mm-hmm. the thing the underlying issue is that everybody's so afraid that it's it's going to change and we're going to lose it and it's going to be open to vultures. I don't think that the way that the new reggae people, the coffee, the chronics, all of those people, I don't think it, the way that they've opened the sound, I don't think it um, invites it to leech in or culture vulture people. I don't think I don't so. Think so either. I think it really just is like a fresh take. The, man, the people them just make music and, that, and that's good with me. People like Lord can't say that reggae it's is basic, basic anymore. Exactly. <laughs> It's, it's so impossible. Bro, fuck Lord. <laughs> <laughs> My damn thing, you're blasphemous, Dad. I don't care. And I think, I don't I think, care. think she has no right to say that. Absolutely. She has no right True. to say that. Who, who, is, who is Lord to be whitewashing and dictating what the culture is? Who gave her a sign of approval? And this is why I'm a purist fan, because all people do <laughs> is come in, take out what they want, and cut, you see me? Like when Post Malone did, did um, bust off our hip-hop music and then tell them, say, hip-hop music <laughs> hip-hop is trash. trash. <laughs> Yo, that switch-up was insane. You know, there, there's, a commonality, there's a commonality in these people. I won't say it, though, but you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> the truth should get to the masses. Don't get it wrong, though. I think even though there's this evolution of the sun, we're taking like other elements of of R&B of Lovers Rock mm-hmm. there's still a heavy focus on instrumentation you True. hear the heavy bass line you hear the hi-hats you hear the bass guitar you hear the keys there's mm-hmm. a heavy focus on that and so I think that that also helps translate into performance type culture and the performance performative environment and it creates this this auditor experience that makes you already feel like you're at a concert and they have not they have not lost that the only other thing that we didn't really talk about is how we were saying, yeah, the man them them don't them don't leave the community, them don't see anything else to give more context or to do anything else with the song. So them can they don't have anything else to give us because them don't do anything else. Their worldview is limited, exactly. so they can't. Yeah, okay. And we can't. That makes sense. You can't expect much else, and that circle back again to really investing in the in the youth and seeing the value of these authentic expressions of our music and of 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 our life and if if corporate has an issue if the politicians have an issue with the image of the music do something to help the people because jamaicans are insanely talented Bucks. yo so we've been talking a lot about like neo reggae and I feel like it's important for us to acknowledge also that the Grammy conversation is coming up mm-hmm. and we have a lot of albums that are in contention right now. So you have Richie Spice's album, you have Taurus Riley's album, you have Toots and the Meters album, mm-hmm. Rest in R.I.P. Peace. R.I.P. R.I.P. Rest in Peace, a legacy, a pillar in the industry. You also have um, Protégé, Protégé's album and Skip Marley's album. What I want to know is, what is your bet for who is going to take the Grammy? Maybe the second time around will be it for Protégé. Because, you know, I'm fly out last time. Maybe this yeah. time we will left with it. Because I, I, like, all biases aside, like, that's that's one of my artists. I think most people know that. But the the songs hit, every, hit all the notes. I feel like it's so well-rounded in the different sounds without it sounding like a collection of singles. The message follows through, like I was saying, you hear him growing on the album. You also hear the growth of the previous years and all the all the time like culminating in this in search of lost time 
like just fantastic the sounds are very global and i think that is one of the things that um probably the grammy people are looking for like maybe when they listen to protege like them them listen to still i wonder and they can hear the 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 rock the grunginess of it and then it, they think about the 90s and they can relate in that way you know what's your take kb i love the i love the higher place album yeah. but i don't think it's i don't think it's grammy worthy i think um hmm. why, why is that i don't i don't like i love a couple of the songs off of it but for one it was like really short Sorry. and it wasn't like a it wasn't like a um the 10 songs really steady, mm, 10 songs on uh, yeah. life. like 10 10 songs is minimum for album for me 10 like, 10 is a perfect yeah. number but I, I and i really like the album but at the same time i feel like protege this album was just something different like i feel like him need for is him time now yeah i i agree with y'all i think my bet would be protege on, he was ready on, um, mm-hmm. yeah my, my bet would be protege and i agree with you kb like i i love the skip marley album it was well packaged well produced it was a well mm-hmm. orchestrated body of work but it should have had more songs for sure it, 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 it just should have had more songs i feel like if it if it had had at least like three more songs it would be higher in on my list and don't get me wrong mm-hmm. it's super high but I, one thing i like about that album though is like the first song higher place and you hear about Marley's soliloquy and he's talking about elevating your consciousness and, and getting to, you know, a higher point, perhaps in the music. It sounds like he's ushering in this new age of neo reggae that we're seeing. He's mm-hmm. he's saying, like, I'm passing the ba- the baton to you, protege. I'm passing the baton to you, Skip Marley, to you, Kabaka. You see me? And these Which are now an the excellent people. strategy. That's what I'm saying. These are and, and, and these are now the people who you have to look towards to carry on the music. And I, mm-hmm. and I love that. I love that and hearing that in the album because it, it felt like, to me, Skip Marley was getting his, his co-sign. Mm-hmm. Especially coming off of... Posthumously. Yeah, yeah. Especially coming off of um, people like Bojo and Bounty shitting on the young kids for being different. It's really nice to... Especially coming from somebody like Bob Marley who is recognized as the person who put Jamaica and reggae on the map. Like that's a that's a big deal, and kudos to Skip. Like that's, that's like written literally. You you can't have it set up more perfect than that. Fucks. What's your favorite song on um In Search of Last Time? Though? Oh my god, that's hard, dog. It has do to it, be. Do it. it has to be in bloom solely because the place where I'm in my life right now. It not not even like talking <laughs> about no man and them something like that. I'm, I'm a super single, but y'all hear that anyway. She's super single. My choice. The amazing. This amazing voice you hear. <laughs> shoot your shots, slide in the DMs. Only if you're cute. And time. Thank money. you. Thank you. But yeah, just... You have to have care too. Yes. You see them know. Them know. Period. And emotionally intelligent. Period. And not emotionally unavailable. Period. No Scorpios. And don't make fun of horoscopes. No. Wait, what? Anyway. No, okay. That's discrimination. Stop that. <laughs> I was talking about me blooming. Go yes. Ahead. <laughs> the the album was released on my birthday and that plus the idea of searching for last time, like catching up to yourself, catching up on things that maybe you put out you put aside to deal with other things. And then in bloom just so perfectly describe my current station in life. Like literally feel like I'm on the brink. I'm just a like wah, 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 morning glory. I'm just a bloom. 
and I so mm. I, I really connect I really I connect to the song I really connect to the album the fact that it came out on my birthday and I had planned my birthday so strategically it was just I'm biased everything came together it just all I got came you. together I think um boy I, I can't pick a favorite but the, the four in my mind out of the ten are strange mm-hmm. happenings in bloom switch it up and self defense self defense is I feel like the female anthem we've been needing mm-hmm. for a while it's like okay well yo like the streets grimy the woman them need for <laughs> straighten up them thing and, and and defend themselves we need to defend them but like you get me like it's it's more i feel like we're encouraging more yeah. agency so that's why i like that song in particular and I it like also does, it doesn't happenings. feel like he's imposing he's, he's putting himself in the narrative like i as as a good man I'm telling women that to be like this, like it's right. He's not exactly. playing savior. He's actually trying to understand and be and, an ally. And let them know. Yes. Yes. And that was yeah. So yeah, I felt that as well. Very good point. Very good point. But okay, so the other one was strange happenings. Um, that one I like because it reminded me, and I think it's actually a, the the chorus is an interpolation from uh, Papa San Sang, or maybe yeah. even maybe it's a song from before. Maybe the Papa San Sang was a, a cover of another song. I'm not sure, but that i like as we said nostalgia sells so i really enjoyed that i liked the back and forth between him and coffee and switch it up amazing the rap style and that was amazing and and clean like we like we keep saying it doesn't they it didn't diminish the reggae quality of the song any at all because they were rapping they it was still reggae enjoy that they managed to find a way to maintain the, the essence of reggae even while they were rapping i enjoyed that very much What's the other one I said? Amazing, bro. She is, bro. Like, as a writer alone, she's incredible. She's just full of, full of talent and bro. flow. It's just, oh. But anyway. I love her so much. The, uh, the other one was in bloom. That's obvious. I didn't have So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Romy K, do you think? Uh, yo, I think all of those were my were my favorites, bro. I, I, I love that. Still, the I wonder Deliverance up there in the Deliverance top. is good. Brother. Shout out to Proto, Shout out Proto, Proto this, this was a beautiful... Bro, Proto has not missed. He has not it's missed not once. And it just I have better. to see him in concert when the world opens. For sure. I'm missing a Proto concert in my life. The last time I went to a Proto concert was with Romike, actually. Ooh. Yeah. And that was actually my, my introduction to Protégé. Really? Yeah. And look yeah. at you now. Welcome. <laughs> Glad I was there with you. I'm dead. I think from this discussion, we've, we've pinpointed a few things that we, we um, realize push neo-reggae further than neo-dancer. You know, we, we spoke about image, we spoke about worldview of the artist, which would contribute to the content that they're creating. We spoke about strategy for promo, rollouts of albums. We spoke about the bodies of work that are being produced. Um, our dancer artists are really mostly doing compilations instead of albums. Yep. You know, we have a singles culture. Um, we spoke about the target audience. We spoke about the themes in the music. And that the themes in neo reggae are basically the same as those before, which were always more universal than dancehall anyway. Finding yourself, so, identity, belonging, things exactly. like that. So what do we as the people, the consumers and the prospective industry playmakers, what do we need to do? to push By the, the album do we need to that's one thing we need to start supporting our artists for sure but our artists also need to start giving us things to support using continuously mm-hmm. exactly exactly and on that note sign us out Romy. before we go 
you know, we just want to say shout out to everyone who has been with us on this journey. Thank you all for listening. We we really appreciate your support and, and just the outpouring that we've been getting from everyone that has listened to our past two episodes. What we want to do is continue the conversation after the pod. So use our hashtag CultureWisePod on Twitter, on Instagram to continue the conversation. And the second thing is share the pod, no? Share the pod with your friends, your family, your mother, your co-worker. The man will sell fruits outside of your workplace. We want to build a community. We have the, the Base Odyssey playlist. We have the Industries playlist. So you can immerse yourself in the music. So check out our playlist on Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music. Slide in our DMs. Give us some feedback. Drop a rating. Drop a comment. We love and we appreciate everything. Remember, don't do it for the likes. Do it for the culture. Stay culture-wise. I'm your host, Romy K. Signing out until next time. Peace.